Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Thanks for watching. You chose well because there are trillions of uh, shows and web pages you could be looking at right now. You chose this one, and it was a good choice because we're talking about truth. We're talking about facts that folks on the left will deny, and even if they understand them to be true, they may try to cancel you, cancel me, for talking about it. Maybe I'm naive, but I think it's important to talk about problems so we can come up with a solution. Hmm? So every night we go there when others won't. And here's something that we have to deal with. It's true. Despite what Black Lives Matter, the organization tells you, cops are not the threat to black men. They are not. If you look up the numbers, the threat posed by police officers to black men who may be committing crimes, it's dwarfed by black men who commit crime against other black men. I'm sorry, but this is the reality. In fact, blacks commit nearly two-thirds of all violent crime while they constitute just 15% of the population. And in heavily populated counties, blacks commit homicide at a rate 11 times that of whites. I don't know why this is, but this is reality. And here's another one. In black families, well, there are too many MIA or AWOL black fathers. There are, and that can lead to all kinds of problems. It can lead to prison lower graduation rates, children out of wedlock. Barack Obama is the one who actually brought this to my attention all the way back in 2008 when he wasn't afraid to make those points. He doesn't anymore because he doesn't need us anymore. Let's see. Ashley Babbitt, I believe, was murdered on January 6th. She was murdered. You saw the clip I did. I saw that she was unarmed. I saw that no warning was offered, no verbal command to get back. She was shot and killed, and nobody seems to care. I do. Also, January 6th, let's stay on that for a moment. January 6th of uh, this year is being exploited, being exaggerated and sensationalized by the left to score political points and to hurt those of us who support Donald Trump. Also, Election Day, November 3rd, 2020. I understand that Joe Biden is the president right now. He was sworn in on the 20th. But good people can still have concerns about the fairness of that election. Was it totally fair? I don't think we know enough. I think there's a lot more to be learned. Quit calling it the big lie. This was a very unusual election, and it's perfectly fine for us to ask questions and get answers. Also, Joe Biden, <laughs> obviously he's feeble. This is a feeble person in the White House. Did you see this, by the way? Even Fox News covered this up. He fell not once, not twice, three times going up the steps to Air Force One not too long ago, and it's ignored. Now I feel especially qualified to have this conversation 
because of this, the Marine Corps. I served uh, in my 20s and early 30s on active duty as a Marine Corps pilot, and I loved it. I am so grateful to the Marine Corps and the country for giving me the opportunity. One of the greatest things about it, you get to see the world and see the country. I lived all over the place, and I feel like I developed a very special understanding for who we are. And quite frankly, that's different from a lot of folks in the media. This is NBC Nightly News with Lester Holt across America, reporting tonight from Louisville. Good evening. Day two of our Across America journey, Louisville, Kentucky. They're acting like it's a foreign country, some sort of exotic excursion they're making to the middle of the country. Isn't that interesting? And in a way, they don't really want to do that. They want to get right back to New York, right? Right back to New York where they can meet celebrities and that kind of thing. Like George Clooney. Um, some people spend their life wishing that they could meet George Clooney. And uh, I don't understand why. As a matter of fact, my passion is telling the stories of uh, people who are not famous, real people. I actually once developed a little project and all I did was interview people from all walks of life. That guy just got out of jail. There was a doctor there. She's an airline pilot. I mean, why go through an actor, a middleman who's reading a script from somebody else, pretending to be somebody else? Just go right to the person. Doesn't that make sense? Now, because I noticed these things, I also noticed that Donald Trump was going to be a force in this country for a long time, and I made the observation on June 16th of 2015. That's the very day he declared. Now, I was actually in the room. I was in the room, and if you watch this show, show you know I'm a proud Trump supporter, and I have been for a long time, all the way back to that date. That's me, actually. Uh, long story as to how I got there and what I was doing there, uh, but when he came down the escalator, that's me, and uh, I listened to the speech. A lot of other people did, too. How did they react? Let me show you the New York Daily News, one of the top newspapers here in the city. This is what they said after Trump declared. Clown runs for president. Nobody was taking him seriously. Here's what I said. I think he might be a game changer in this race. Listen to that speech. It's going to go over well uh, in certain precincts in Iowa, New Hampshire. This is a big deal. This is not a joke. Huh. Now, I show you that not to say I'm some sort of political expert or anything like that, but I know America, and the speech I knew would resonate. It would resonate with my friends in the military and those places that I lived over the years. Now, this is not me. I'm not here bragging. It sounds like it, but I'm not, because everything that I experienced, everything that happened, all the decisions, the good ones, the bad ones, every step of the way, I was in God's hands. We all are. Some of us recognize it, and some of us don't. I know he wants each and every one of us to recognize it because he wants to have that relationship with each and every one of us. Uh, it is amazing, uh, not living a perfect life, but a heck of a lot better than it used to be. So that's what I'm up to. Thank you for joining us, and I'll be right back. Check out the Newsmax Daily Podcast with me, Rob Carson. You get daily news, insightful commentary, and believe it or not, comedy. Check it out wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts or at NewsmaxTV.com slash podcast.
America, our home. Sadly, right now it is AFU, all fouled up. Uh, there are some really crazy things that are happening, uh, things that make no sense. And it's uh, it's kind of amusing. It's also sad at the same time, mostly sad. But I'm going to go through some items that really have me stumped. Like, how could this actually be happening in our country? Top 20 that have me totally puzzled. Right after that, though, we'll go into the things that our country is doing right. But first, USA, AFU. And here's a great example. Van Jones, who is a partisan Democrat, as nasty as they come, was recently awarded $100 million in a civility award from Jeff Bezos. Jeff Bezos, no kidding, gave him a $100 million cash prize for his courage and civility. And Van Jones says this about Republicans. How were, how were the Republicans able to push things through when they had less than 60 senators, but somehow we can't? <laughs> well, the answer to that is, they're <laughs> That's so cute. That's so funny. Give him a hundred million dollars because he's so civil. This is a, not a not a fake, not not fake news. This actually happened. Van Jones, hundred million dollars for being civil. Also, number two on the list, AOC. Just her presence, quite frankly, is uh, rather amusing. That this thirty-one-year-old uh, should have so much. Well, she doesn't have real influence because she doesn't have any seniority, but somehow people are intimidated by her, especially older white Republicans in Congress. I don't know what's happening here. I do know she's totally insane. She successfully pushed, and the fact that she wouldn't want the most successful company in history, Amazon, speaking of, to come to her district. They wanted to come to her district and she campaigned not to let him in, and she was proud of it when she won. I think it's incredible. I mean, it shows that everyday Americans still have the power to organize and fight for their communities, and they can have more say in this country than the richest man in the world. How many jobs would her constituents have had? Very strange. She showed herself not to understand basic economics. When she fought so successfully, she is right. She did beat the richest man in the world, uh, but she actually lost, and so did her constituents. Here's something that's totally crazy that no one seems to be talking about. Uh, pornography. Sorry to bring it up, but uh, pornography is absolutely everywhere. Everyone has access to just about anything conceivable at any time. In the old days, not terribly long ago, if you wanted to see this stuff, you had to wear a hat, glasses, and go two towns over uh, like Woody Allen did in Bananas. He was uh, very shy, and you had to actually go out into the world to buy something. Now, children have access to this, and children sometimes are generating it themselves. I am sorry, but it's actually happening. In the old days, they passed notes to each other, and that was kind of fun, kind of cute. Now it's, quite frankly, um, very disturbing to consider what they are passing to each other. Also on my list, and it's pretty broad, but Joe Biden is in the White House. Oh, find this despicable. Republican voters. 
Look, you can take your pick about what you don't like about Joe Biden, his lack of integrity, uh, the not even trying to unify the country, his background, all kinds of things, the circumstances of his election. Some of us do have concerns about the fairness of the 2020 election. I'll leave it at that for now. How about this? Police, number five, suddenly police. They're the bad guys. That was very quick. Remember, throughout the 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s, we had all these TV shows that appropriately glorified cops. Now they are responsible for just about anything bad that ever happened. And those ridiculous protests last summer, you got all kinds of people virtue signaling saying they like them and it was something that was good. And we should all be proud that the vast majority of protests have been peaceful. That from the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, and that probably from some of the people you work with or your neighbors. People have been so fooled and conned by the Black Lives Matter movement. Number six on the list, more recently, a suspected mass shooter, a school mass shooter. He's alleged to have shot four people the day before yesterday in Texas, has already been released from jail, on bail, 75, this is a major story. They evacuated the kids, the SWAT team showed up. Four people were shot, and the suspected shooter is already out on bail and enjoying himself. You know, sometimes it all depends on what the victim looks like and what the accuser looks like. How about this in Portland, Oregon? That was a pretty brutal kick right to the head. That person who did the kicking is already out of jail. You know who's not going to be out of jail for several years, at least it looks like? The Horns guy from January 6th. Jacob Chansley has pleaded guilty, and it looks like the arrangement has him in jail for at least four years, potentially. Four years. He didn't hurt anybody. And he didn't break anything. And at times I saw a video. He was being courteous. He was obeying the cops. How about that? A guy who attempts to kill somebody with his foot, kicking them in the head, is already out of jail. And Jacob Chansley, who knows when he's going to get out of jail. That brings me to the FBI. I used to have such respect for that organization. Now, as you know, the attorney general has alerted the FBI to start looking into the school boards. Those school boards, those women and men, those parents have been too effective. They've been too passionate. And it's making some school board members a little bit uncomfortable as they and their faculty allies push critical race theory. So they've made a federal case out of it, and the FBI is coming. It's ridiculous. Uh, next on the list, real quick, uh, no real comment needed. Dr. Fauci is still a national figure. Uh, we, What else do we have to say about him? I think he's said enough. He's been wrong so many times. Nancy Pelosi, her very presence, quite frankly, infuriates me. And LeBron James, you know, we used to find ourselves all rooting for athletic heroes, sports stars, but LeBron James has tried to tear this country apart uh, and big corporate entities just uh, roll over for him. I know one guy who doesn't. And by the way, LeBron James, you can have him. 
Very few, very few would call them out like that. Here's something that you may have heard of, the ridiculous 1619 project from the New York Times. This is being pushed by the Times and uh, somebody named Nicole Hannah-Jones there on the left. It is a totally garbage theory that everything about America was based on slavery. We actually left the UK so we could have slaves here in America. Every respected historian of all races totally discredits this theory, but it's being pushed. And she has access to every corporate boardroom in America because uh, people are afraid. People are afraid to kick her the hell out, and that's what she deserves. The fake news, we know they're terrible, but emblematic, representative of the fake news more than anybody is probably George Stephanopoulos, uh, the former Clinton official, uh, the Clinton donor to the Clinton Foundation. Do you know how much money this guy makes? He is something, uh, yeah, $15 million. $15 million, more than, what is that, $1.2 million a month, $250,000 a week. Do you think he gets that money for telling the truth? Of course not. He and so many others guilty of pushing a fake news narrative. Um, also on my list here, the Commission on Presidential Debates. And we should start talking about these folks earlier. Uh, sooner the better, really, because they screw up every single presidential cycle. They've been doing it for years. They did it in 2020. So unfair to Donald Trump, biased moderators. And the whole thing is run, again, by the Commission on Presidential Debates. They actually, it's a big nonprofit. They get big time contributions from people like Anheuser-Busch. Yes, the beer people. And by the way, their logo, <laughs> I think it's heavily influenced by Anheuser-Busch, huh? You think this is pure? You think this is uh, on the merits? No. Something odd is definitely happening with those debates and so skewed, so skewed against Republicans in favor of Democrats. Also, suddenly, everybody in the country seems to be smoking pot, weed everywhere. Did we have a national, a true national conversation about this? People are smoking pot and getting into cars. They really have no way of detecting that. I mean, yes, drunk driving, we know how to detect that and the breathalyzers and all that stuff. We don't have the same thing for uh, marijuana. And I don't think uh, we've embraced it way too fast. Everywhere you go in New York, literally everywhere you go in the city, you can smell this stuff. You got kids doing it. It's, I, I think more people are doing it than not doing it. And we don't know the full consequences of some of these very reckless decisions. The music in America, that's uh, number 17 on our list. Look, um, I think music has plateaued. Uh, I'm not the only one saying this. I mean, there are people in their 20s and their favorite music is from the 80s and 90s, even the 70s. Music was actually superior in my opinion. And now it is so unbelievably trashy. Cardi B and the stuff she sings about, you can look it up, but, uh, and by the way, I'm no prude, but this is, um, this is a little much. This is a little much. How about the Central Intelligence Agency? Don't you think they should probably rebrand by now? Think of everything they've gotten wrong. Uh, and I know their emphasis right now is finding, I don't know, uh, a, a diverse workforce in terms of race and gender and orientation. Quite frankly, when it comes to our national security, who cares about that stuff? We just want the best people. I don't care if they're a hermaphrodite or transgender or whatever. Just be able to do the job. They've made it clear, though, that it's not about the ability, it's about getting the check in the block. It's really, really sad. And considering their track record lately, let's see, Afghanistan, 
um, no weapons of mass destruction in Iraq, the failures before September 11, 2001, and already they're screwing around with their priorities. National security, not a woke workforce, okay? How about Ashley Babbitt? I am very frustrated. She's uh, 19 on our list. It should be probably higher. The first one, I think about her every day. Shot and killed on January 6th. She was unarmed. The cop knew she was unarmed, and he fired. And that cop has essentially been given a gold medal. The fake news is he preys on him, and he's still on the job. No disciplinary action whatsoever. That I, I still can't get over. Vaccine mandates. I like the vaccine, actually, in a way. I do. I, I like that we have the option to take it. I like it as an option, not as a mandate. We are being told you will do this or else. Lose your job. Lose your status. Lose. It's really bad. And this is not America. This is, this is stuff from the old East Germany. Let me see your papers, your vaccine passport. I need a passport to go to Dunkin' Donuts. It's insane. Again, this is not our way. This is what other countries do. Papers, please. Papers. Of course. <laughs> Run. Yes. Papers, I've yeah. got it here. <laughs> your papers, please. Papers? I don't think I have them on me. In that case, we'll have to ask you to come along. Wait, it's possible that I... Yes. Here we are. Your papers, please. Uh, some good movies in that list. Uh, being asked by a stranger what you have inside your body... I have a problem with that. I have a real problem with that. That's, that's wrong, and it's un-American. Too many people are going along with it, in my opinion. I should point out, I have been vaccinated. That was my choice. And if you don't think I should have gotten the vaccination, <laughs> I don't really care. It was my choice, but I think it's your choice as well, whether to be vaccinated or not. All right, also, big tech. I mean, look, we all know about what they've done to this country. Uh, it looks like they are being even further shamed by the left to protect the left and hurt the right. But they've also done some interesting things, some good things for this country, not these individuals, but their platforms. All right. Sorry to be so negative, but these things are happening. But a lot of great things are happening as well. When I come back, we'll go through that list. I think it'll be a bit more enjoyable. Stay with us. The, the fake, fake news just doesn't get it, do they? <laughs> the fake news doesn't like this part of America, the part of America that is so fantastic, like Americans who win the gold and are proud of America at the Olympics. How does that feel to represent your country like this? It feels amazing. I love representing the U.S. I freaking love living there. I love it, and I'm so happy I get to represent U.S.A. <laughs> love it. Well, 
That was awesome. Tamira Mensa Stock, um, an amazing moment and an amazing young woman. Uh, hey, America is the land, and I think we invented it, of talk radio. Okay, the left, they may have their Twitter and they may dominate social media, but the airwaves, tens of millions of people listen to these conservatives and they are brilliant and they're probably a thousand times better than those morons on social media. Sorry, but a lot of them out there. Uh, Also this, hey, we've got the funniest comedians in the world, including this guy, Dave Chappelle. Transgender's a gangsters. I used to do business with a transgender in Hollywood. Man, everybody would be scared of her in the boardroom. She walk in there, newly minted woman, high heels, purse. Wouldn't say anything to us, just walk around the conference table looking mean as <laughs> Then she walked to the head of the conference table, stare at us all, reaching a person. Pull her old out and throw it on the table. <laughs> Let's talk business, gentlemen. Ah! Hey, I, I think it's funny. You know, it's okay to point out our differences and laugh at them a little bit. There are things happening, and comedians are supposed to point that out. We don't always agree with them. They're trying to cancel him for this little uh, bit about the transgender community, get him kicked off of Facebook. May happen, but they can't cancel Chappelle. Uh, Hey, America, we can send probes to Mars. I mean, I actually think that's pretty wild. Uh, We've got that Curiosity rover doing its thing up there. We've actually been sending spacecraft to Mars since the mid-1970s. This one is special. It has this little drone that it can fly around. And I saw a picture this week from the Martian surface, from the surface of Mars, This is what the Earth looks like from Mars. Just a little, little dot in the sky. You see the Mars hills there? It's so cool, huh? When we look up in the sky, that's what it looks like. When we someday look back from Mars, that's what, I think that's great. Also this, we're going back to the moon. The astronauts have already been selected. The Artemis program, we've got some bright men and women, and one of them will be going back to the moon maybe in 2024. That's not very long from now. Donald Trump, in large part, responsible for that. I think it's fantastic. Also, as much as I can't stand big tech, you know what? I got to hand it to them. These tools, I use them every day. Sometimes uh, they're a little bit addictive. They're also very helpful. Let's be honest. They are connecting with people, looking at stuff, finding information. You used to have to go to the library. Now you can find out anything no matter where you are. I like it. I just wish they were better at managing it and a little bit more fair to people on the right uh, politically. All right. The police. We love the cops. We really do. They do amazing things every single day. And it breaks my heart that they are being treated with so little respect by so many people. But even the people who don't like them, when they get in trouble, they'll call the cops and the firefighters and All those first responders, they're awesome. America, we've got so much going for us, including our geography. Sea to shining sea, almost by definition, we're going to be a superpower because we go from one ocean to the next. I mean, I don't want to just rely on that, but it is a big 
natural advantage. I love our highway system. Yes, you hear about the crumbling infrastructure. But just like that James Brown song said, Super highways, coast to coast, easy to get anywhere. Uh, I love that about America. The vaccine. As you know, I think it should be an option. But I love that America came up with it first. And Donald Trump made it happen. They laughed about Operation Warp Speed. But if there is one person responsible for helping us get to the vaccine when we got to it, it's Donald Trump and uh, the world has him to thank, not just America, but the world. I'd like to also thank the flight attendants. I've been doing a lot of flying lately, and I notice uh, it's a very tough job. All right, that looks like first class on some exotic airline, but I'm talking on JetBlue, United, American, those uh, short little trips. This is definitely first class, Um, but that's okay. They're great, too. Uh, It's a very, very hard job, and the napkins and people can be somewhat difficult, I think the flight attendants are, uh, are pretty awesome. Also, you know my favorite, those who have been going to the school board meetings and saying enough is enough. I don't know about you, but telling my child or any child that they are in a permanent oppressed stat, uh, status in America because they are black is racist. And saying that white people are automatically above me, my children, or any child is racist as well. School board, I quit. I quit your policies, I quit your trainings, and I quit being a cog in a machine that tells me to push highly politicized agendas on our most vulnerable constituents. I believe that CRT is the new Jim Crow. This is the new form of segregation, and my family will not stand for it. You're emotionally abusing our children and mentally abusing them. You're demoralizing them by teaching them communist values. This is still America, ma'am. And as long as I'm standing here on this good ground earth of God, I will fight. I love it. I love it. You know, adversity, uh, these challenges that we're going through, sometimes they happen for a reason. These women, men finding out that they have so much inside to deliver, I don't know, but maybe they even surprise themselves. Uh, I, I, I think it's great. I do. I, I admire their courage and, and how eloquent they are, how forceful. They're terrific. All right. Oh, number 12 on the list. The United States Marine Corps. Yes, they've gone a little crazy with the woke stuff, but the Marines on that wall and saving the baby. Absolutely awesome. Absolutely awesome. It is such a shame that they are giving some of these Marines a hard time now. It's it's absolutely crazy. One of these Marines is under fire because uh, he appeared at a rally with Donald Trump. Can you believe that? And speaking of Trump, he's on the list, too. I am so thrilled that Donald Trump is most likely going to run for president uh, again. Seems like he's running right now. And you think about it, with everything that he went through personally, everything that his family went through, somebody with those talents could do anything they want, and it looks like they want to serve again. And I am very, very grateful. We'll keep our eye on that. Eric Bowling is back, and he's fighting big media, woke politics, and cancel culture. Every afternoon, Eric's new The Balance tells the truth and exposes the big lies. Watch Eric Bowling every weekday afternoon on Newsmax. Joe Biden, <laughs> Mr. Amtrak, right? Oh, boy, Joe and Amtrak. I mean, who cares? He commuted to work like uh, 50 million other people, 100 in history, people take the train. It's no big deal. 
but boy, oh boy, he thinks it makes him really, really special. So he, he told another story that, um, well, just doesn't add up. It just can't be true. Joe tries to say that Amtrak acknowledged him for having ridden 2 million miles right around the same time the Air Force recognized him for flying 2,000 miles on Air Force Two when he was vice president. But the story literally doesn't add up. This is about the fourth or fifth time he's told the story as president, and uh, each time it actually gets even more exaggerated. Listen. Amtrak is here. They can tell you that you, could, you should name half the line after me. <laughs> I am the most railroad guy you're ever going to meet. Does he look like the most railroad guy you're ever going to meet, Joe Biden? No. Not to nitpick, but I think this is the most railroad guy you're ever going to meet. Or maybe uh, this guy is the most railroad guy you're ever going to meet. All right. But more from Joe's story. Two million, one hundred thousand miles on Amtrak. Hear me now? Not a joke. Not a joke, but it is a lie. What happened was when you are a president or vice president, they keep meticulous mileage of when you fly an Air Force aircraft. And so about, uh, I guess it was uh, seven years in to, uh, to my tenure as vice president. All right, just keeping notes here. Seven years in would be the year 2016. Okay, remember that, 2016. Continue with your story, Joe. And I used to always like to uh, <clears throat> take Amtrak home on Friday. My, I tried to go home and see my mom, who was living with us at the time after my dad passed, and I tried to get home. Well, his mom died in, I'm sorry, 2010. Okay, so this is not adding up, but uh, it seemed like a nice lady. Nothing against her, by the way. And uh, the Secret Service are wonderful. They're the best in the world. They never liked me taking Amtrak because it stops too often and too many people can get on and you don't know. And uh, but I also there was a, but I it turned out I was about number three in seniority on the road at the time. If you did now, well, I mean, in terms of actual time on the road, three in seniority. I tried to figure out what he did. He mean the oldest, the most. He seems to think he's the only guy over the age of sixty who continued riding the train more. And uh, a lot of the folks in Amtrak became my family, not a joke. I'd ride every day. I, I commuted every single day for 36 years. Um, the romanticizing of this railroad is a little bit much, right? You've been on the railroad. I've been on the railroad. I've been on Amtrak. It's not a pleasant experience. It certainly isn't a family experience. Uh, all right, please, more as president, vice president of the United States after my wife and daughter were killed. I went home to see my family, never stopped going doing that. I'm sorry, but he does that too much, too much, right? I'm sorry that happened, but it's just too much every time, every time. And he said, I just read big deal, big deal, whatever it was, a million, 200,000 miles. Air Force, you know how many miles you did Amtrak? And I said, no, Ange, I don't have any idea, pal. He said, let me tell you, we were at the retirement dinner. And he said, we added it up. You averaged 100, I think it says 21 days a year. 121 days a year, 36 years, plus as vice president, boom, boom. You have traveled over 2 million miles, Joe. I don't hear any more about the Air Force. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, sorry, but we did the math. We actually did the math, and it doesn't add up. Uh, not by a long shot. It's 200 mile round trip, by the way. And that comes out to a grand total of 865,224 miles. Far cry from 2 million. All right, but after he tells the obviously false, made up, conflated story, then he reminds him who's boss. But in the Build Back Better plan, I got more money for passenger rail than the entire Amtrak system cost to begin with. Who does that, huh? It's a guy who has contempt for his audience and maybe even contempt for the country. We'll be right back. Okay, Joe Biden and his son Hunter. How about Hunter, huh? Wow. We know about the drugs, the shady business deals, the laptop, the laptop. It is a sad story, quite frankly, uh, one that has been covered up by the media. Uh, but as sad as it is, it might make for one hell of a movie. And it's coming. There is a movie in the works called My Son Hunter. And Hunter will be tr portrayed by accomplished British actor Lawrence Fox. And these are some scenes from the movie. It looks like they really paid attention to detail. Lawrence Fox, who plays Hunter, uh, joins us now uh, from Europe. Mr. Fox, welcome to the Newsmax. How are you? I'm good. Thanks very much. A bit tired after a lot of night shoots. But, um, you know, as you can see, it's incredibly hard work doing all of these scenes there. But it's hard work, but someone's got to do it. <laughs> it's hard work, but someone's got to do it. I mean, look, making any movie is hard, of course. Uh, so, Hunter... You studied him. Uh, actors like to figure out the essence of a person they're portraying. Just describe to us your view of Hunter and how you're portraying him. I think he's a, um, <clears throat> you know, I was, I, I read his book and then I listened to his book as well, which um, was much more revealing for me. I think he's an extremely convincing and very smart guy, actually. Uh, I mean, I totally I uh, think that he's also very troubled and, 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 and obviously deeply morally corrupt in many ways. But, um, you know, I think the job of an actor <clears throat> isn't to judge the... Uh, that's me coughing from having to smoke all the fake crack, by the way, so thanks a lot, everyone. Um, the, the, um, he, the job of the actor isn't to judge the character. The job of the actor is to, is to try and deliver a script truthfully and, be, and, and, and deliver a, a truthful performance without saying in one way or another. But the, my essence of him is slippery as hell and very, very... He's much smarter than people give him credit for. Um, aside from, I, it's the I, side of his laptop stuff. <laughs> Do me a favor, like the intelligence factor. I know he went to Yale Law School. I mean, I don't think anyone thinks he's necessarily dumb, but he's got issues, the addiction. But but you you've been studying him. Tell me more about his intelligence. Uh, what what alerted you to that? What what is it that tells you that he's uh, highly intelligent? Well, you know, he's he's managed to he managed to make a huge amount of money without anybody knowing. You know, he exploited his position and he made a lot of people very, very rich. And you can't you, you can't do that if you're stupid. You have to be savvy and streetwise and know when to take an opportunity. And uh, that's what he did. Uh, and that's, you know, that's what's been revealed. And the film chronicles carefully what he what is what he's done and what's happened. And it's gonna 
it's interesting. It's going to be quite a, uh, an eye-opener for people, I think. Well, sir, you could also just be a criminal and have so much of the system covering for you because they like your father or they lean Democratic. And uh, if you grew up in the swamp, you really can figure out the swamp. So uh, I can't wait to see this film, by the way. And uh, you have Gina Carano, who was canceled from the Star Wars film. Is that Gina? Oh, uh, Gina, good to see you on camera again. Oh, my goodness. I love her. She is the best. Hello. Hello. Sorry. So, I Gina, just... are you playing... Uh, which one of the... Uh, are you playing Bo's wife? I mean, who, do you, who, who are you in this movie? Oh, I guess you're just going to have to watch it and find out. Come on, give us a hint. Who, who are you? I, or are you going to play one of the strippers? I mean, what what do we got? Any, any hint? I'm going to play one of the strippers. What could I, uh, I'm going to play. You're just going to have to watch it and find out. All right. Well, listen. Uh, we'd love to watch it. MySonHunter.com. <laughs> MySonHunter.com. Yeah. When can we? Can Can you answer this? When can we see this film? Uh, I see you're wrapping up production, but when will it be available to uh, all of us? We have no answers there either, do we? We don't. I, they, I think they'll probably try and, you know, edit it and get it out as whenever, you know. First quarter, hopefully. First quarter, hopefully first quarter yeah. That'd be uh, nice. John James, he, a lot of Americans got familiar with him in Dynasty. He is playing Joe Biden. I think we have a picture of him as Joe Biden. And, uh, yeah, so that looks like, yeah. uh, that looks pretty good. That looks, uh, the attention to detail on this film you guys, um, I think it looks like you did a great job. Oh He's my fantastic, God. John. He's a fantastic, fantastic actor. He's so wonderful. Yeah. It's, he's just a loving, lovable person. So we And his Joe us. is, um, I mean, his Joe is just fantastically good. We just love him. We All love right. him. So uh, final thoughts. Uh, and again, uh, uh, Gina, it's, it's fantastic to see you working on a major film. Uh, a lot of us don't like the way you were treated. Um, and, uh, so <laughs> welcome back. Uh, final thoughts, uh, if you don't mind, Gina and, uh, Lawrence. Uh, go to mysonhunter.com and support it. And, um, don't show this film to your children. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, it's not that funny. <laughs> All right. Thank you very much, Gina. Thank you very much, Lawrence. You just heard the, uh, the one more time, mysonhunter.com. And, uh, well, let us know uh, when it happens. We'll be following it. Take care. We'll be right back. This country was made by tax rebels, freedom fighters, gold seekers, believers, lovers, and true patriots. We're Newsmax. And we're their heirs, and so are you. Newsmax TV, real news for real people. Let's go, Brandon. real. They just Joe Biden about to walk off the job once again, not taking any questions. That's okay because a great song is sweeping the nation. Let's go, Brandon. Let's pump up the volume a little bit, please, if you don't mind. These politicians are demons just in disguise. 
This is a, by a guy named uh, Bryson, up-and-coming rapper. Let's go, Brandon. You get the joke, right? We all know what he's talking about. Let's go, Brandon is sweeping the nation. Take a look at the iTunes chart. Uh, the top uh, ten, I think three or four of them are Let's Go Brandon mixes, okay? Various versions of Let's Go Brandon, and obviously that is a message to Joe Biden, a special message expressing how a lot of us feel about him. Let's Go Brandon, and uh, continued success, Bryson. The lyrics are actually pretty clean, most of them, and very clever. We'll see you tomorrow. Stand by for Singefield, and don't forget Spicer. Good guy, good book. See you tomorrow. Just in disguise. Let's go, Brandon.